Welcome to the Go To Thrive Podcast, the place to inspire people in the workplace and go to thrive. Mary Jane Roy and Vivian Aqua want to make happiness the new norm and offer solutions to create higher engagement in the workplace. Our guest of today's episode is Max Hunter, who is a Chief Joy Officer. Max is going to share some tips about thriving at the workplace. Max, welcome to the Go to Thrive podcast. Um, Max, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Max Hunter? Who is Max Hunter? Um, so my current version of Max Hunter ha- wears two hats. Uh, I am the chief joy officer at a company called Logic, uh, where it's my job uh, on the executive management committee to focus on what is it like to work at Logic? What's it like for the employees? Um, do we have the right environment for them to realize their full motivation and their full potential? Let's say that they wake up on a Monday morning and really look forward to finally going back to work. Um, and that involves, of course, listening in to what is it like to work here, listening in by talking to the people, by collecting feedback, and then having ideas uh, of the initiatives that we could possibly take to actually close the gaps. Uh, that we see, uh, and then really fundamentally and crucially, uh, how do you get that to stick? You know, it's one thing to have great ideas, uh, to have great PowerPoint slides, to have great initiatives, but making them stick, last, and work in an organization—that's uh, the real key. So that's yeah. my job at Logic, and uh, I've been very blessed with that role. Um, it's not officially an HR role, although of course it is touching on on I believe what most HR professionals want. And then I've been doing that now for two and a half years. And in the last six months or so, I've decided to wear another hat. So I'm now less than half my time Chief Joy Officer. And the rest of my time, uh, I've taken all the experience uh, or the knowledge or the research that I've collected. And now I'm using that to go out and help other organizations to create a motivated workforce. Um, so that I do as part of my company, uh, Max Hunter and Partners. So that's the two hats of where I currently am. A bit about my past. Uh, I'm English originally, as you can probably tell. Uh, hail from Manchester. Uh, did a PhD in chemistry originally. Uh, then realized that that wasn't for me. So I went into business. So for 15 years, I worked in business, uh, typically uh, mostly in retail and, and uh, marketing, customer data. And it was always the people side of the role that I enjoyed most. So when I discovered uh, coaching about three and a half years ago, I did a coaching course for managers. Um, Suddenly I had the light bulb eureka moment of uh, I've found my calling. And uh, and from that moment on, I then trained to be a coach, uh, individual coach, team coach. And from there, uh, it developed into getting the role with Logic as chief joy officer. So that's a little bit about me. That's very interesting. And I'm also interested in what triggered your interest in creating a happy, more engaged workplace. Um, in my 15 years in business, I never hated it. You know, I, I didn't go into this because all of a sudden I hated the workplace and was on a crusade to make it better. But I did realize there were things standing in the way of people, well, including myself, releasing my full motivation. Right? that Monday mornings weren't always great, I'm going back into work. It wasn't awful, but it was 
it was just a, you know, it was just a job. And when I discovered my calling, uh, I realized, wow, the motivation, the potential, the passion that gets released when you're doing something that you really want to do. And when you have that freedom and that autonomy and, and, uh, that chance to grow, etc. Um, I realized I am now in a position where I can help people to realize that as well. Um, and then when I did uh, a team coaching with the board of the company at Logic, as we went through that process, it became even clearer to me that actually the conditions in an organization that are set from the top down have a massive impact on people's lives, oh. on that their potential to be motivated, their potential for joy, their potential for creation and all of those things. And so I then realized, instead of helping people one at a time, I can make a difference helping hundreds or thousands of people at a time if I can help an organization to create the conditions for that full motivation. Impressive. Thanks for sharing that, Max. <clears throat> if you had to pick just one theme that you feel is relevant for happier workplaces, what would, what would that be? I think one theme is very difficult because there are different themes for different people. And whilst you can't obviously pick themes for every individual, um, there are four key ones that I have picked out, which maybe we'll talk a bit more about later. But if I was to pick one that I think at the moment in our organizations is really lacking, it's that sense of autonomy. Oh. That people have control over their own lives. Now, control over your own life is, there's, there's varying degrees of possibility, especially at work. But if you're just doing a job for someone else, if you're being told what to do, if any ideas you have or anything you want to do is continually quashed right, and pushed down, then, okay, I'll turn a handle. I'll do what I have to do. I'll just keep my mouth shut and keep my head down and keep going. And whilst that feels comfortable compared to the other option of being pushed down all the time, that oh. can get very demotivating because you know we as human beings want to make a difference we we are programmed to want to make a difference and when we don't have that chance we start to and we don't have that control over our life then then uh so we go into a, a downward spiral and it's a well-known research factor one of the biggest links between life and a human as well as animal um when people get depressed when people get depressed, it's typically because they feel they have no control over their own life. Um, and so therefore, I think if there's one thing, especially because our organizations fail us on that, right? Because we have bosses who can tell us what to do. Because maybe their boss's boss tells their, my boss that I can't do that. Or there's this constant wearing down of my ability to have that autonomy, to have control over my area of responsibility and for me to make those decisions. Very interesting. I am going to ask you for a simple tool. What would you advise people or what would you, or what, what kind of step would you advise if you would implement to ensure the heart is engaged? What do companies need to do? Yeah. Uh, this whole thing about hearts and minds is, I guess, increasingly zeitgeist. And your businesses struggle with it, right? Because mm -hmm. the the heart thing's very scary, right? especially for senior business leaders. 
uh, who it's all about the logic of the situation. It's all about the rationale. And yet they're realizing slowly that the importance of maybe heart is still a scary word for them, but people being engaged. And the truth is that engaged, as you, I think, are alluding to, is about winning the hearts as well as the minds. Um, there's a couple of great quotes uh, that I really love. One is that nothing changes until someone feels something. Uh, and I think everyone can resonate with that. You know, all the logic in the world, all the PowerPoint slides or posters in the world change little. Um, I mean, why does all of our marketing these days play on emotions? Because you can't change anything unless someone feels something. And I think businesses are realizing that slowly, that all the change management <laughs> initiatives in the world uh, don't typically don't work. I think there's research that says about two thirds of change management projects simply don't work. Which leads me to my other favorite quote, which is change management doesn't fail because it doesn't make sense, but it fails because it doesn't mean anything to anyone. Yeah. And so we keep coming back to this heart thing. It means something. People feel something. This is, this is heart. And people are realizing, wow, well, actually I can motivate my people if I get their hearts engaged. So to your question, what tools? Um, it's a very s simple answer, but not always that easy to implement. Get people to choose what they want to do. What are people passionate about? Here's, and you've got to make it a thing that people want. Want really comes from the heart, right? <laughs> Should comes from the head. Um, must comes from the head. But want to really comes from the heart. Uh, and so there's lots of stuff now around when, even in bigger organizations, when a new project comes up, they say, okay, who wants to work on this project? Not you're working on it and you're working on it and, and you, okay. Um, but who wants to work on this project? And that, and that, again, this comes back a bit back to that thing about having control as well. But A, it's a thing you care about. Otherwise you wouldn't have put your hand up. And B, you were in control of making the decision to work on it, right? Um, so you've got to find initiatives that people want to engage with. Um, and either you, you have a choice and then people can choose what they're passionate about. You let them create what they're passionate about and then you implement it in the organization. Or you simply listen in to the people, listen into what are they craving. Um, that's the harder one, right? Because you've got to put faith that that's going to be the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, but the key, the tool to winning hearts is finding things that people want to and have a passion to engage with. That's a beautiful quote. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and, and that comes back to the autonomy piece again, doesn't it? Yeah, really mm -hmm. yeah. big time. Um, Max, uh, Typically for most employees, you hear this an awful lot, the evaluation process is something they don't look forward to. How would you recommend changing that employee appraisal process to increase engagement? Yeah, I'll start with the basic premise, even the wording that you used. Evaluation, appraisal. We're back at school. <laughs> oh. and school was all... School was unfortunately about nothing else than testing us, appraising us, giving us a score, giving us a number. Uh, numbers or being, being, being judged, which is what we're talking about, right? Being judged by someone else can be a short term 
extrinsic fear-based motivator. But I don't okay. think it releases the potential and the possibility in us. Of course we need feedback. Of course we need to know what we're great at. Of course we need to know and hear from an external perspective, uh, how are we doing? Uh, that, that's valuable. I want that every day, even if it can be hard to hear. Sometimes it's wonderful to hear. Um, but that externality is very important. Yeah. So absolutely, uh, we need these moments. But an annual evaluation process where we get judged oh. instantly has a different feeling to it, creates different behaviors. Right? I'm going to justify. I'm going to hit a number just before the appraisal so my, my score is higher or I'm judged better. It doesn't create the right behaviors for an organization. And also, because it almost becomes a justification, I think you're a two. No, I think I'm a three. It's not a place of creating how can we grow. It's a place of negotiation of who's right and who's wrong. And internally, I don't think that makes sense. How do we improve? It's a very difficult thing to implement. But the principle is... Yeah, so continuous feedback. Uh, feedback with the right intention. Feedback for growth. Uh, at Loylogic, we've called this whole process my growth because it's actually about the growth of the individual. Everyone benefits if the individual is growing, is learning, is growing. Uh, and therefore, the whole it, its name is my growth. My, because this is my process. As an employee, this is my process. This is my chance to learn. This is my chance to grow. Um, and so that principle, um, and then the implementation, which is the hard bit, especially if you have an old kind of legacy organization, but that principle, uh, is crucial. And if that's truly lived, then I think everyone looks forward to those moments as opposed to dreads them. Thank well you. Said, and very mm -hmm. interesting indeed. Our last question. What is your vision on employee engagement for the future? Yeah, it's a big question. And a very good one. Um, mm -hmm. My vision of employee engagement, again, coming back to what I mentioned at the start, the vision part is that everyone wakes up on a Monday morning looking forward to going into work. Okay. With that principle in mind, that should guide and steer the decisions an organization makes. Meaning... Will people look forward to going to work because there's beanbags, a beautiful office, and a gym membership? No, not on a Monday morning. <laughs> it doesn't make you go, hooray, I've got a week of work in front of me. But what it is about uh, is if you therefore think, what is it that drives that motivation to want to go in on a Monday morning? Um, then it really is about what I've mentioned before, autonomy. Is this my thing? Is this my baby? I'm looking forward to going in and making a difference in my area of responsibility. Do I have the chance to grow in this as well, right? Because we all want to grow. Do I, like, I want to grow. I, I want to learn new things. I want to be challenged. I want to be out of my comfort zone, but with some support to make that possible. I also want to feel like I belong. When I go down on a Monday morning, it's like, yeah, I'm back in, I'm back with my tribe. I'm back with my, um, with my people with this thing that I care about, you really want to go in then. And this, we still have this big thing in, in business, especially where we, 
we don't get recognized. So I want to go in and be recognized for and valued, right? Valued for who I am so that I'm looking forward to going in because if I, something goes well, someone will say, I had fantastic stuff. And if something doesn't go well, they'll still recognize that I'm a human being and maybe want to help me. But that feeling of being recognized, seen, um, valued, uh, also drives that, that kind of motivation and engagement. Um, so my, yeah, so that is my vision of the future. That you want to go in on a Monday morning because you have all of those things, uh, and you know that where you work will allow all of those things to happen. Max, is there, is there one last thought you'd like to leave the audience with? Um, please share it. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess we've talked quite a lot of theoreticals, right? Quite a lot of theory in this talk, as in I've not given many concrete examples. Um, and what I would say is over the last two and a half, three years um, and ongoing, there are lots of concrete examples. Um, there are lots of ways that we can implement this stuff. Because a lot of this stuff sounds very scary, especially to senior leaders in business. A lot of this stuff does sound scary because it's all a bit fluffy, right? <laughs> It's all a bit, well, that would be nice, wouldn't it? But how do you do it? Um, uh, because I think the message of motivated workforce is now resonating. Happy people? No, it didn't resonate really, but motivated workforce does. Yet it seems not grabbable. It seems unachievable. And yet there are so many examples, and, and I have sort of many as well, uh, there are lots of examples of how you can make this happen and what the key principles are to make it work. Um, so if there's a niggling doubt in anyone's mind as they're listening to this, reach out to me, reach out to other companies that are doing special things um, to make this thing really happen. Thank you, Max, for sharing your valuable tips about happiness and thriving at the workplace. To the listeners, if you have any questions, comments about this episode, please share them with us on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much. Go to Thrive Podcasts. Empower people to be happy before, during, and after work.